Alfonso de Bonaventura is one of the most successful film producers of all time. His movies have grossed more than $7 billion at the global box office, and he has worked with some of the biggest names in Hollywood. The films Lorenzo has produced and executive produced include smash hits such as The Meg, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, Red and Red 2, Maze Runner to Death Cure, The Last Stand, Shooter, Constantine, Doom, the G.I. Joe movies, and, of course, the Transformers franchise. He has worked with Hollywood legends including Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Keanu Reeves, Jason Statham, Anthony Hopkins, Mark Wahlberg, Dame Helen Mirren, John Malkovich, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Morgan Freeman, Angelina Jolie, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to name but a few. A few years ago, I caught up with Lorenzo for a quick chat about the film Transformers Dark of the Moon. Paramount Pictures, the studio producing the movie, needed some help with a very delicate matter that I was able to provide assistance with, and to thank me for helping them, they arranged a call with Lorenzo from Chicago and from the set of the latest big-budget Transformers movie. Hi, Dan. How you doing? Hey, Lorenzo. Thanks very much for joining me on this call. How's it going over there in Chicago? Good, man. How about you? I'm great, Lorenzo. Thanks for thanks for asking. So, tell me, you're... You're currently shooting Transformers Dark of the Moon in Chicago. There's, there's been a lot of excitement and anticipation online about what you guys are up to. Yeah. Can you tell us anything about what you've been working on today? Well, as you know, Michael and I prefer to try to keep as much secret of what's going on as possible so it doesn't um, um, hurt the viewing experience because we, all, we are always worried if people find out things it doesn't feel fresh, you know? Um, but I can't, here's what I will tell you about. I think, you know, one of the interesting things that, uh, decisions that Michael made was to choose Chicago, um, for, uh, a large, uh, attack, if you would. And, um, he chose the city for a particular reason, which I understood pretty well when he described it, but when I actually saw it occur and saw the footage occur, it got me so excited. And the reason he chose Chicago is is because in virtually every other urban city, uh, skyscrapers, tall buildings are very close to one another. It's very narrow in between them, uh, creating sort of a tunnel effect. In Chicago, they have very wide um, streets and very big uh, elements like the river that runs through it that keeps the buildings at a distance from one another. And the result of that is that the scale of this movie is far bigger in feeling than either of the first two. Because you can really feel the scale of it. You can see that the, uh, although we don't have our Transformers, of course, on the set, but you can see that even when you're looking at the human beings, they feel more, in a way, more significant because you can see more of the expanse of what's going on. So I think it's going to have this tremendous effect on the, the, uh, the movie that it's going to have this feeling like it's not like the first and second movie. Uh, you and Michael Bay have been shooting for some time now in Chicago. Does that mean the city plays a a major role in the film? How, how much of the action actually takes place in Chicago? Well, there's a large amount of it. It's not the only action, but it's it's certainly the biggest action scenes in the movie occur here. So, reading between the lines, Lorenzo, can we assume the film's climax takes place in Chicago? There's a lot of the climax occurs here. There's some other places that occurs as well, but there's a lot of it that occurs here throughout um, 
trying to think as I answer the question when you think about the overall movie. Yeah, this is where the biggest action occurs by far. And there's a, and there's a lot a lot of different sequences that occur here. With your second Transformers movie, Revenge of the Fallen, for me, it, it seriously upped the stakes from the first movie in terms of action spectacle. But how does Dark of the Moon compare with the first two movies on that front? Well, I think Michael's topped himself. I've just seen, uh, Michael showed me the other day about seven minutes of cut footage. Now, I've been watching dailies, and that's one thing, but when you sort of see it cut together with music and and... I mean, there wasn't one of us who saw it, Shia, myself, and a bunch of us saw it, who literally looked at each other and said, there's nothing in the first two movies of this scale. And this is without the robots in it. (laughs) Yeah. So you can imagine what it's going to be like when we have the robots. Speaking of the robots, I would be remiss if I didn't ask. Uh, Which characters... Well, oh, okay. Perhaps you can't tell us about any new characters, but how about the returning characters? Which characters are coming back for the third film, other than the obvious Optimus Prime and Bumblebee? We've always felt that, you know, Bumblebee and Optimus probably are the two most important Transformers. Um, and we wanted to make sure that both had very central roles in the movie. So that's definitely occurred. So what, what is it, do you think, that makes Transformers so successful and the films do so well at the box office where other movies based on toy lines perhaps have, have failed? Well, I, look, I think the biggest distinction, and the fans like yourself who understand this, is it's not a toy line, it's a mythology. You know, there's a giant amount of mythology that exists to draw from, and... You know, there's other toy lines, which, you know, I've looked at myself, and some probably will make good movies, but you have to invent it from whole cloth. This has great characters, they have personalities, they have a backstory, they have, you know, uh, centuries of enmity between them, they have um, an underdog story in them. I mean, there's so much material that I think it's, it is very clear to me that that's what's made it possible for us to, to be successful. Uh, Here's a question I I just have to ask. What is director Michael Bay like to work with on set? I love it. It's so much fun. It's like an adrenaline rush every day. He runs, he has got, he commands the the, the, uh, the set in a way like none other. Um, And you are constantly racing from one spot to the other uh, in his quest to get the most amount of every moment, the most amount of biggest bang, the most dramatic um, emotional interchange, the exchange. Um, you know, it, it's really fun because a lot of sets you sit around on and you sort of go, okay, when's the next shot? Hmm. You sort of tw- you're never doing that. You're always moving. You're always he's always moving the camera. He's always moving the set. He's always he's always reaching beyond what you saw on the page, and that's that's exciting for those of us sitting on the set. And how much longer do you expect to be filming in Chicago? Uh, Towards the end of this month is when we finish here, and then we go on to um, Detroit. And and not that I'm trying to pry anything out of you that you're not allowed to reveal, but is that for another action sequence in Detroit? There are production sequences in Detroit as well. Now, obviously, there was an issue recently where some footage from the set was leaked, 
but just how soon is it likely to be before we see some official footage from the movie, uh, maybe in the form of a teaser trailer? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I know that we've talked about marketing materials coming out late fall, early winter. Um, probably not till then at the earliest. Um, you know, we have the advantage in this movie of everybody knows we're there. Uh, and in shooting in 3D is more complicated. We're all learning a little bit about the process, not just of shooting. Michael learned that in about a day. It's amazing. You know, I heard a lot of these stories about how difficult it was and how slow it was and how cumbersome it was. And I'll tell you, he, he changed my perspective on it completely about literally one day we did a pre-production of practice and then first day on the set we're shooting away at 3D. And uh, and uh, there are some advantages and disadvantages. So at the end, I don't think it's a hell of a lot different from a process point of view. But the post-process and how the film is actually processed and how you deliver elements into it, 3D elements, you know, the visual effects and all that, we're all still trying to figure out exactly. I mean, obviously we know how it works, but it's new to us, and so we're... We're on that learning curve. Well, speaking of 3D, that's a that's a technology that's still very much in its infancy. How much do you expect the 3D element will add to the overall cinema experience? Well, um, you know, Michael is a uh, visual. Uh, he's very demanding about visuals, so I have a feeling that we're going to really, really like what's occurred with 3D. Um, you know. We also have a subject matter, and I'll say there are 30-foot-plus robots that are tremendously interesting in 3D. That sounds really interesting, and I can't wait to see what Transformers look like in 3D. What? But what about a young Lorenzo? What, what films did you used to enjoy growing up that perhaps inspired you to get into the film business in the first place? Uh, that's a hell of a good question. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Um... Uh, cool Hand Luke, Deer Hunter, Apocalypse Now, probably Godfather. Those movies, probably. Maybe Star Wars, too. <laughs> Star Wars, of course. Uh, I noticed there's also a strong Marlon Brando influence on your film choices there. I guess there was. I didn't mean it to be, but, uh, you know, I think if I, you know... You know, all those movies took you to a very different world. You know, French Connection's another movie that really influenced me. And, uh, you know, those movies were very uncompromising in, in uh, what they were trying to accomplish. And they really got me excited because of it. First time, though, when I think about it, the very first time I was, like, completely blown away as a kid. Sadly, it tells you how old I am, but it was when I saw Bullet in the theater. Right. I think I was too young to see it, but boy, was it cool. It certainly was cool. And thank you very much for your time, Lorenzo. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, and I can't wait for this movie to come out. You're my, uh, my pleasure, and I appreciate you being helpful to us. I've been talking with Lorenzo de Bonaventura, an interview I conducted several years ago during the production of Transformers Dark of the Moon. If you've enjoyed this interview, please do me a massive favor and subscribe to this podcast on whichever medium you like to listen to podcasts on. And it would also be great if you could give me, help me get the word out by leaving a five-star review. I'm Darren Jameson, and you've been listening to the Engaging Marketeer podcast. <laughs>